Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. I was just I was meditating on what that means to uh, telling the truth and going with the gospel. Sometimes when we think about evangelism, uh, we think about all the work that we have to do and strategies and presentations and methodology, which are all very good, but really the power and authority we have is the gospel. That's where the authority is, and that is what, when we present that and demonstrate that, that is what pulls down strongholds. That is what touches and changes and converts the soul. You know, I just had this thought about taking back territory, and as we look at our nation, look at our world for that matter, we have a unique opportunity, uh, and I was reminded about uh, a time in history when, um, when the northern part of Africa was, it had a weak presence of Christianity, but there was a presence of Christianity, but it was weak. It was not very strong, and there was some vacillation and just some uh, contention. And then what happened was, uh, the Islamic world came in through commerce and through refugees from the Middle East, and they began to intentionally uh, disrupt that area with, with, with the Islamic faith. And there was a spiritual contention. And what happened was uh, the, the gospel, or we could say the, the Catholicism in that particular time frame, was... Um, supplanted it was superseded and replaced with the uh, the ideology and religion of islam and uh and today when you look at northern africa and we can see the strength of the islamic world and, and how did that happen well there was a supplanting that went on there was a replacement a superseding there was a uh there was a hijacking we could even say but when we look at our nation today, I really believe we have a unique opportunity to take back territory, to take back territory. And the danger that could happen is that we settle and just think about life as normal. I mean, there's nothing normal about life these days, but we can kind of settle in our, in our own kind of comfort zones. And what could happen? Well, there could be a supplanting that comes. The devil comes in and not just eclipses. He doesn't just cover partially, but he replaces. Now, we see that with secularism, liberalism, and uh, with a lot of Marxist uh, influences and uh, really obviously blatantly happening today. But at, with the gospel, we can really push back and take back territory that the devil has usurped. Now, when, when you think about, uh, so I want to give some verses here that really help us understand this, that, that we can't just settle. We just can't um, retreat or just remain neutral. The, we have to go forward with the gospel. We have to uh, bind the strong man and to communicate clearly uh, the, 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 the principles and the Great Commission. Now, we have a lot of ways that we can share the gospel. We can do it intellectually by answer, answering people's questions, uh, engaging them. Maybe through our testimony, we have 
something that God's worked in our heart beautifully and we can share our story. Maybe there's, there's obviously a spiritual approach where we are, again, within a theological manner, we can present the gospel, or even just with a moral idea where we're just, again, our life is speaking, maybe through friendship, evangelism. But there has to be intention. There has to be this uh, presentation because many areas are unchallenged or there uh, we're noticing this in frederick in particularly um maybe there's not the initiation of the gospel so as you go forward with the gospel there's an absolute confrontation because the gospel is uh intentionally bringing light into darkness so as we go with the gospel maybe we're speaking it we're uh, we're presenting it through maybe sketchboard or through door knocking or through open air preaching or one-on-one evangelism like we were doing this weekend and just seeing the openness is, is, is incredible. And when you go with the gospel, the authority that you and I have to take back territory is the gospel itself. Jesus Christ plus nothing. And I love this in Joshua chapter 1, uh, 1 through 6, really. But uh, just for a few here, it says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given to you, said to, uh, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness, this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards going down to the sun shall be your territory. And no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. And of good courage, for to do this people you shall divide as the inheritance of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, has commanded you. Well, think about that. Taking back territory, wherever you go, presenting in the the spirit of God, the kingdom of God dwelleth within you, but you initiating the kingdom of God, that area comes under the authority of the Word of God. In our own personal life, in our, as our heart, we could say that in our personal life, taking back territory. We could say that maybe in our marriages and friendships, our families. Joel 2.25, an amazing verse that God promises to give us back the years that the canker worm has eaten and the locust has destroyed. How is that happening? We take back territory. We initiate light in the darkness, and the light conquers the darkness. What is that light? It's the gospel. It's the gospel and truth that is absolute. Well, I love these uh, these verses in First John chapter three, verse eight. It talks about again. We lift up the sun. I want to read that so we we quote it correctly. We lift up Jesus Christ, and in doing so, it destroys the work of the devil, okay? To ex- we lift him up, we manifest him, to expose him, we bring light. And I'm sure you have done this when it's not popular, you start to talk about the Lord, or you start to talk about, you know, maybe at a family reunion, they ask about your life, and you begin to talk about uh, your life and decisions you've made. And, and just talking about your decisions can be a confrontation. You're bringing light into the darkness. You're a, you're lifting up, you're making known who Christ is. It's incredible. Because the devil loves to, uh, to kill, rob, and destroy in John 10.10. 10. So he, 
He wants to come in, set up shop, and then be uncontested. He wants to be undisturbed. So when you and I go and speak the word, not in general terms, but in precise terms, what happens? There's a pulling down of strongholds in 2 Corinthians 10, 4. So, you know, again, we're, we're sharing, and then what happens? The devil recognizes the truth in James chapter 2. He believes, the demons believe and tremble, it says. I think some demons believe more than some Christians that I know. It's like, what is that? It's like we are listening and the, the undermining, the erosion that's happened in our souls uh, because we're not fellowshipping with the truth, can usurp the authority that God has given. Well, evangelism, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the way to intentionally bring light into darkness. Um, we see this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, another great verse here, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, Beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by, your, by the Spirit, and belief in the truth to which he hath called you by our gospel, the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. So when we look out over our town, over our cities, over our nation, what a, what a great thing to think that, hey, wow, the Lord wants to take back those areas that the canker worm has has eaten, or he wants to take back those areas that have been uh, supplanted, that have the words been replaced. Uh, and how does he do that? Well, uh, let's look at Ephesians briefly here. Ephesians chapter six. I mean, think about. I mean, it, it, it's incredible how the devil has usurped and gone after the nations. He's made the the nations a waste place, and um, you know, as Christians, our prayer is so key. It's the power and authority that we have. When you pray, the angels go before you and prepare the atmosphere, prepare the hearts of people, prepare their ears. It removes uh, demonic distractions. And when you speak the word, that's the word that converts the soul. Our prayers identify the kingdom issues, but the, and they, they address the spiritual uh, wickedness in high places. But the words of God, they come in and they subdue, tear down strongholds, and release the prisoner. It's really incredible. 612, we, we know these verses, but they, you know, any good uh, strategist assesses the risk, but also studies their enemy. And I think there's a lot of demonic uh, manifestation happening. And as believers, we can't live in our emotions, but we have to live in truth. We have to live in discernment knowing that the devil's not going to go without a fight and that we have to abide in the spiritual nature and he is defeated every time experientially. So for we do not wrestle against flesh, anything human or, or uh, flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And just briefly think about this principalities, principles of evil, chief Chief leaders that and their standards of operation are based in the principles of evil. Like God says, you are coming up against principalities and powers. Powers are physical and mental leaders that have judicial authority. 
You know, we look at how in our judicial world, how things are changing and laws are being passed. What is that? Those are demonic powers that are coming and, and uh, infiltrating rulers, captains, ranking officers, princes of this age, just like the military, given specific responsibility, specific authority. In the demonic world, we have the same principle here in John 12, 31. Spiritual wickedness, infectious evil, iniquity, compounded sin, infectious evil. A lot of people are afraid of the COVID virus, and, uh, but there's a, there's a greater infection, and that's evil, where people are swallowing the lie, and they're having collateral damage, uh, body, soul, and spirit, really, in a lot of ways. And then high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places, unchallenged shrines of advantage. You know, when you go into a place with the gospel, you're, yeah, there's a strategy. Yeah, there's prayer. Yes, there's a, a promise, an attitude of faith. But we're looking for the high place. We're looking for that place where we can uh, present the gospel. Maybe it's in a neighborhood. Maybe it's one-on-one. Maybe it's in the square. Maybe it's... Um, it's the consistent demonstration of loving, teaching, and preaching the gospel. Because, you know, as someone conquers a land, they assess the strengths of their enemy. There's a strategy. Maybe there's a surprise and or a decoy. Uh, we look for the high points. We look for the places of advantage. Where is it that we can have the upper ground? Then we cut off supply lines, and eventually the occupation comes in. And, and this is really, as believers, as we look at our country, I'm going to just say this about Maryland, um, this is the time we're, we're moving in faith, we're uh, listening to, and, and agreeing in truth, and God is going to pull down the strongholds. And the prisoner will be set free, the, the devil will be pushed back, the, the territory will be in, regained, and there will be health in the land. Uh, in people's hearts. Why? Because the principalities and powers and rulers and spiritual wickedness in high places will be cast down. It will. Why? Because we're challenging them based in the gospel. We're challenging them in faith. We're challenging them on our knees. You know, I love what D.T. Niles said. He said, evangelism is like one beggar telling another beggar where the bread is. Where's the bread? Well, it's in the church. It, it's, it's in our open Bible. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's breaking the shackles of standing at the gate and, and going in and risking it all to, to know God. This is a day not to, to walk in circles or to have small-mindedness. This is a day to step forward in advance and to take back territory. Take back territory. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it's to be it's to really be healed of blindness and spiritual darkness in the soul. Well, just name, I'm encouraged with you thinking that the devil seems to be causing a great disturbance in 1433 of Corinthians. He's the author of confusion. But you know what? As foot soldiers of the cross, as soldiers of the cross, we go in faith and we say, nope, wherever my foot stands, uh, that is that is the Lord's. It's the kingdom of God. It's the, my family is a kingdom family. My marriage is a kingdom marriage. My conversation is a kingdom conversation. My flesh, we deny our flesh by saying yes to Scripture and yes to the cross and 
and we are crucified to this world. Well, let's uh, not that we look for a fight, but I'll tell you, if you present the gospel in the in the power of Jesus Christ, uh, you will definitely disturb the natives. You will definitely do it. And and this is how you know prisoners are set free. This is how spiritual contention uh, removes the tyrants and brings in liberty to the captives in, in Isaiah 61.3 and Galatians 5.1. Let's, uh, let's go forth. Let's initiate life in the dark, light in the darkness. It's dark. Where's the light? The, the eye is drawn to the light. Jesus is the light of the world. And he'll give you the authority to, to cast down the wicked one every single time. And you know what? I'm excited with you thinking, that uh, there are people waiting. I think of, uh, you know, you are the answer to prayer, uh, to someone's prayer. You, you are the answer to someone's prayer. So let's initiate that, that light into the darkness and let's watch Christ be, be magnified. It's interesting to think about uh, the original purpose of a nation and sometimes in taking back territory, we must realize what it was in its original intent. And I think of our nation that's sliding uh, in a great way. And, uh, you know, our prosperity and our client nation status and our blessings is directly related to our faith and to the gospel and to missionaries and to the honoring obedience of of the gospel. So as we move from that central point, we will have uh, an an absolute uh, opposite uh, outcome. (laughs) And uh, I think to take back territory is to remember what it was that made us great or what it was that made us uh, anointed nation. And I just think in our own lives, as we go into new areas and, and disturb the atmosphere by presenting the gospel. I mean, it's, it's no wonder that speaking the name of Jesus, like I was telling my son the other day, he was, uh, we were just talking about God. And I said, I said, Carson, do you know his name? And, uh, and he said, his name is Jesus. And I said, yes. I said, when you speak his name precisely in Yahweh, you know, I didn't go into that with him, but you speak his name, Jesus. When you even speak the name Jesus, the authority and pushback is so great in the atmosphere because God is dealing with the atmosphere first. And then we see the outcome, uh, you know, ex- you know, physically. So, so again, we're that's what prayer. Prayer is showing us the unseen reality. Uh, it's that preparation. It's that stripping and uh, setting up for the gospel to to be presented. And I love this in Joel two twenty five. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust. I mean, this is like. These are serious things, right? The great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord our God. And I think we have to take God at his word. You know, I think familiarity can keep us settling. Oh, we're comfortable and we got our nice little, our nice little postage stamp of area. But no, no, God's like, I want you to advance. Luke 5, 4, I want you to launch out into the deep. I want you to break new ground. Jabez said, I want to expand my coasts. And I I think uh, I'm personally stirred up and I'm convicted in my own life personally that uh, I want to be reaching for those things that are before us. Why? Because many people, all of us, we could say, 
we have had the devil or the locust steal from us. And we're not going to take it anymore. Right, Pastor Love? Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to continue in faith and boldness and authority knowing that uh, we're going to throw our shoe at Virginia. We're going to throw our shoe at, at uh, West Virginia. We're going to throw our shoe at Pennsylvania, Maryland, and, and the United States. Like Thinking about this trip to Arkansas, we're taking a group of men to Texas in a few weeks. Fifteen guys are going to go down to Texas and build up my brother. And why? Why, why couldn't, you know, the, the sky's the limit, right? If God is in it. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.